LearnOutLoud.com and Zods.com present Zods Notes. The Zods Notes are a series of essays written and read by Brian Johnson, philosopher and CEO of Zods, Inc. To hear other titles written or narrated by Brian Johnson, please visit www.LearnOutLoud.com slash Brian Johnson. For more educational and self-development audiobooks, courses, and podcasts, please visit www.learnoutloud.com. For more inspiration and to join a growing community of seekers and enlightened entrepreneurs, check out Zods.com. That's Z-A-A-D-Z.com. This edition of the Zods Notes is entitled Abraham Maslow. For a written transcript of this note, or to read more of the Zod's notes, please visit www.zods.com slash knowledge. Now, here is Brian Johnson with his note on Abraham Maslow. Hi, this is Brian Johnson welcoming you to a little note on Abraham Maslow and his self-actualizing individual. I think you're going to love it, and uh, I certainly hope you do. Abraham Maslow is an amazing guy, definitely one of my favorite teachers. You've probably heard of him. He's the guy who came up with the hierarchy of needs. Uh, He's an expert in the field of human motivation and was one of the most influential psychologists of the 20th century. He, in essence, believed that human beings were innately incredible. And throughout his life, he pondered questions such as, of what are human beings capable? And what makes for happy, creative, fulfilled human beings? He actually coined the phrase self-actualization, and his mission in life, as he stated it, was simple, to understand great people, the best specimens of mankind. And uh, his desire was to understand what drove them, what made them tick, and then inspire us to become self-actualizing individuals. So in this little article slash note slash audio whatever, uh, I've captured some of the fruits of Maslow's quest. He actually wrote a, a bunch of books, obviously. And one of the chapters in a book he wrote profiles the characteristics of the self-actualizing individual. So this note, I essentially distill that, um, pull some select passages from it, and kind of weave it together for you. I think you're going to love it, and I hope you find it as inspiring as I do. In the words of Nietzsche, I say to you, become what thou art. And with that, we'll jump into a little overview. Um, So the concept and some of the most powerful words that summarize my philosophy to life, um, Maslow actually captured when he said, what one can be, one must be. I think that's so amazing. So what we can be, we must be. There's no getting around that. And in his words, we all have a natural desire to grow, to reach our potential, and to experience what I call arete and what the Greeks called arete. Um, He says that we must be true to our own nature, and he calls that need the need for self-actualization. Now, the specific manifestation of our self-actualizing process is obviously highly unique, and this varies greatly from person to person. As Maslow points out, in one individual, it may take the form of the desire to be an excellent parent, In another, it may be expressed athletically, and in still another, it may be expressed in painting pictures or in inventing things. At this level, the individual differences are greatest. However, the common features of the need for self-actualization is that the emergence usually rests upon some prior satisfaction of the physiological safety, love, and esteem needs. We're not going to go into 
the details of the actual hierarchy. You can go online and do some research about that. Uh, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs will teach you uh, about the process that one goes through, according to Maslow, um, as one self-actualizes. And the fact that we got to take care of our most basic needs before we can go on to the next higher needs in a real um, focused and evolving manner. But this, this actual note is going to focus on what the characteristics are of that individual who has self-actualized and taken care of their more basic needs of um, safety and physiological issues, love and esteem. So with that, we'll now move into the characteristics of the self-actualizing individual. Uh, As I said, Maslow established common characteristics among these people. In fact, he profiles 19 of them in a chapter of his book called Motivation and Personality. The chapter is called Self-Actualizing People. A Study of Psychological Health. Uh, it's a great book to either pick up. It's actually kind of a textbook, so you may want to check it out of the library before you buy it. But that chapter is wonderful. The book is, again, called Motivation and Personality. Awesome stuff. Uh, so let's take a quick look at those uh, different characteristics now. Number one is perception of reality. The self-actualizing individual has what he calls an unusual ability to detect the spurious, the fake, the dishonest personality, and in general to judge people correctly and efficiently. As Maslow states, these individuals tend to have a, quote, superior relationship with reality and are generally unthreatened and unfrightened by the unknown. In fact, they accept it, are comfortable with it, and often are even more attracted by it than by the known. They not only tolerate the ambiguous and unstructured, they like it. They can be, when the total objective situation calls for it, comfortably disorderly, sloppy, anarchic, chaotic, vague, doubtful, uncertain, indefinite, approximate, inexact, or inaccurate, all at certain moments in science, art, or life in general are quite quite desirable. So that's the first characteristic, perception of reality. And the general theme there obviously was a comfort with the unknown. The second characteristic is acceptance. Maslow states, Even the normal member of our culture feels unnecessarily guilty or ashamed about too many things or has anxiety in too many situations. Our healthy individuals find it possible to accept themselves and their own nature without chagrin or complaint, or for that matter, without even thinking about the matter that much. Closely related to self-acceptance and to acceptance of others is one, their lack of defensiveness, protective coloration or pose, and two, their distaste for such artificialities in others. Can't guile, hypocrisy, front face, playing a game, trying to impress in conventional ways, these all are absent in themselves to an unusual degree. Although the self-actualizing individual is highly accepting of self, they do feel guilty about some things. These include, as per Maslow, the general formula seems to be that healthy people will feel bad about discrepancies between what is and what very well might or ought be. Among these things that do bother these individuals are, one, improvable shortcomings, for example, laziness, thoughtlessness, loss of temper, hurting others, Two, stubborn remnants of psychological ill health, for example, prejudice, jealousy, and envy. And three, shortcomings of the species or the culture or the group with which they have identified. So that's acceptance. And again, the general theme there is they accept themselves, self-actualizing individuals, more than most 
Um, they have a distaste for those who are in any way pretentious and they do have some issues and they, they do not accept some of their shortcomings. The third characteristic is spontaneity. The behavior of the self-actualizing individual is quote, marked by simplicity and naturalness and by lack of artificiality or straining for effect. They tend to be unconventional, although not in a superficial manner. Whereas the average individuals often have not the slightest idea of what they are, of what they want, of what their opinions are. Self-actualizing individuals have, quote, superior awareness of their own impulses, desires, opinions, and subjective reactions in general. They attempt to grow to perfection and to develop more and more fully their own style. For them, motivation is just character growth, character expression, maturation, and development. In a word, self-actualization. Moving on to the next characteristic, problem centering. Self-actualizing individuals customarily have what he calls a mission in life. They tend to be focused less on themselves and more on problems outside of themselves. In general, these tasks are non-personal or unselfish, concerned rather with the good of humanity in general, or of a nation in general, or of a few individuals in the subject's family. So problem-centering, they tend to have a mission in life, which is about something more than just themselves. The next characteristic is solitude. Self-actualizing individuals positively like solitude and privacy to a definitely greater degree than the average person. They tend to have the ability to concentrate to a degree not unusual, or not usual rather, for ordinary people. This intense concentration can produce a byproduct of such phenomena as absent-mindedness, the ability to forge and to be oblivious to outer surroundings. These self-actualizing individuals tend to be highly autonomous, preferring self-decision, self-government, being a responsible, self-disciplined, deciding agent rather than a pawn, being strong rather than weak. His subjects make up their own minds, come to their own decisions, are self-starters, and are responsible for themselves and their destiny. As Maslow states, his study of the exceptional individual revealed the fact that too many people do not make up their own minds, but have their minds made up for them by salesmen, advertisers, parents, propagandists, TV, newspapers, and so on. Of his self-actualizing subjects, 100% are self-movers. It's a powerful statement. Next characteristic, autonomy. Closely tied to the above commentary, self-actualizing individuals demonstrate a greater relative independence from the physical and social environment. They have, quote, become strong enough to be independent of the good opinion of other people, or even of their affection. The honors, the status, the rewards, the popularity, the prestige, and the love they can bestow have become less important than self-development and inner growth. The next characteristic is fresh appreciation. Self-actualizing people have the wonderful capacity to appreciate again and again, freshly and naively, the basic goods of life with awe, pleasure, wonder, and even ecstasy, however stale these experiences may have become to others. These pleasures do not come all the time. However, they derive ecstasy, inspiration, and strength from the basic experiences of life. No one of them, for instance, will get this same sort of reaction from going to a nightclub or getting a lot of money or having a good time at a party. 
Maslow was convinced that getting used to our blessings is one of the most important non-evil generators of human evil, tragedy and suffering. He believed that life could be vastly improved if we can count our blessings as self-actualizing people can and do, and if we could retain their constant sense of good fortune and gratitude for it. In a word, appreciate life more. I guess that's three words, but you know what I mean. Uh, moving on, peak experiences. You've probably heard of that. It's been called flow or being in the zone, whatever you want to call it. Self-actualizers tend to experience it more often than average. More often than average. That's peak experiences. The next characteristic is human kinship. Self-actualizing people have a deep feeling of identification, sympathy, and affection for human beings in general. They feel kinship and connection, as if all people were members of a single family. Self-actualizing individuals have a genuine desire to help the human race. They are different from other people in thought, impulse, behavior, and emotion. And when it comes down to it, in certain basic ways, they are like aliens in a strange land. They are often saddened, exasperated, and even enraged by the shortcomings of the average person. However far apart they are at times, they nevertheless feel a basic underlying kinship with these creatures whom they must regard with, if not condescension, at least the knowledge that they themselves can do many things better than others can, that they can see things that others cannot see, and that the truth is so clear to them is, is for most people veiled and hidden. The next characteristic is humility and respect. All of Maslow's subjects, quote, may be said to be democratic people in the deepest sense. They can be friends with anyone of suitable character, regardless of class, education, political belief, race, or color. As a matter of fact, it often seems as if they are not aware of these differences, which are, for the average person, so obvious and so important. They find it possible to learn from anybody who has something to teach them, no matter what other characteristics he or she may have. They are all quite well aware of how little they know in comparison with what could be known and what is known by others. They give honest respect to a carpenter who is a good carpenter, or for that matter to anybody who is a master of his, his own tools or his own craft. These individuals, themselves elite, select for their friends elite, but this is an elite of character, capacity, and talent rather than of birth, race, blood, name, family, age, youth, fame, or power. Most profound, but also most vague, is the hard-to-get-at tendency to give a certain quantum of respect to any human being just because he or she is a human individual. The next step of next characteristic is interpersonal relationships. Quote, self-actualizing people have deeper and more profound interpersonal relationships than any other adult although not necessarily deeper than those of children. They are capable of more fusion, greater love, and more perfect identification, more obliteration of ego boundaries than other people would consider possible. Self-actualizing people have these special, deep ties with rather few individuals. Their circle of friends is rather small. The ones that they love profoundly are few in number. Partly this is for the reason that being very close to someone in this self-actualizing style seems to require a good deal of time. Devotion is not a matter of a moment. One subject expressed it like this, I haven't got time for many friends. Nobody has. That is, if they are to be real friends. Maslow continues, These people tend to be kind or at least patient to almost everyone. 
They have an especially tender love for children and are easily touched by them. In a very real, even though special sense, they love or rather have compassion for all humanity. They can and do speak realistically and harshly of those who deserve it, and especially of the hypocritical, the pretentious, the pompous, or self-inflated. Perhaps the briefest possible description is to say that their hostile reactions are, one, deserved, and two, for the good of the person attacked or for someone else's good. Moving on to another characteristic, ethics. Maslow states that he has found none of his subjects to be chronically unsure about the difference between right and wrong in their actual living. They rarely showed in their day-to-day living the chaos, the confusion, the inconsistency, or the conflicts that are so common in the average person's ethical dealings. They do right, and they do not do wrong. Needless to say, their notions of right and wrong, and of good and evil, are often not the conventional ones. Although very few of them are religious by traditional standards, a few centuries ago, these would all have been described as men who walked in the path of God, or as godly men. Means and Ends Maslow states, Self-actualizing individuals are fixed on ends rather than on means, and means are quite definitely subordinated to these ends. Our subjects make the situation more complex by often regarding as ends in themselves many experiences and activities that are, for other people, only means. They are somewhat more likely to appreciate for its own sake, and in an absolute way, the doing itself. They can often enjoy for its own sake the getting to some place, as well as the arriving. The next characteristic is humor. Self-actualizing individuals do not consider funny what the average person considers to be funny. Thus, they do not laugh at hostile humor, making people laugh by hurting someone, or superiority humor, laughing at someone else who is of, because of inferiority, or authority rebellion humor, the unfunny, the Oedipal, or smutty joke. Their humor is spontaneous rather than planned, and very often cannot be repeated. The next characteristic is creativity. This is a universal characteristic of all the people studied or observed. There is no exception. The creativeness of the self-actualized person seems to be akin to the naive and universal creativeness of unspoiled children. It seems to be a fundamental characteristic of common human nature, a potentiality given to all human beings at birth. These people seem to see the true and the real more easily. It is because of this that they seem creative to more limited men. These individuals are less inhibited, less constricted, less bound, in a word, less enculturated. They are more spontaneous, more natural, more human. If there were no choking off forces, we might expect that every human being would show this special type of creativeness. The next characteristic is resistance to enculturation. Maslow states, Self-actualizing people are not well-adjusted in the naive sense of approval of and identification with the culture. Of all of them, it may be said that in a certain profound and meaningful sense, they resist enculturation and maintain a certain inner detachment from the culture in which they are immersed. All these people fall well within the limits of apparent conventionality in choice of clothes, of language, of food, of ways of doing things in our culture, and yet they are not really conventional. They may be called autonomous, that is, ruled by the laws of their own character rather than by the rules of society.
Imperfections is the next characteristic. Maslow's subjects, quote, show many of the lesser human failings. They too are equipped with silly, wasteful, or thoughtless habits. They can be boring, stubborn, irritating. They are by no means free from a rather superficial vanity, pride, partiality to their own productions, family, friends, and children. Temper outbursts are not rare. Our subjects are occasionally capable of an extraordinary and unexpected ruthlessness. It must be remembered that they are very strong people. This makes it possible for them to display a surgical coldness when it is called for, beyond the power of average people. The man who found that a long-trusted acquaintance was dishonest cut himself off from this relationship sharply and abruptly and without observable pangs whatsoever. Some of them recover so quickly from the death of people close to them as to seem heartless. These people are not free of guilt, anxiety, sadness, self-castigation, internal strife, and conflict. He continues, quote, There are no perfect human beings. Persons can be found who are good, very good indeed, in fact great. There do in fact exist creators, seers, sages, saints, shakers, and movers, even if they are uncommon and do not come by the dozen. And yet, and yet these very same people can at times be boring, irritating, petulant, selfish, angry, or depressed. To avoid disillusionment with human nature, we must first give up our own illusions about it. Moving on, I believe this is number 18 out of 19, Values. Maslow states, a firm foundation for a value system is automatically furnished by self-actualizers or to self-actualizers by their philosophical acceptance of the nature of self, of human nature, of much of social life, and of nature and physical reality. They are more apt to enjoy differences than to fear them. And the final characteristic is resolution of dichotomies. Maslow says, be healthy, and then you may trust your impulses. The dichotomy between selfishness and unselfishness disappears altogether in healthy people because, in principle, every act is both selfish and unselfish. Our subjects are simultaneously both very spiritual and very pagan and sensual, even to the point where sexuality becomes a path to the spiritual and religious. Duty cannot be contrasted with pleasure, nor work with play. When duty is pleasure, when work is play, and people doing their duty are simultaneously seeking pleasure and being happy. If the most socially identified people are themselves the most individualistic people, of what use is it then to retain the polarity? If the most mature are also the most childlike, and if the most ethical and moral people are also the lustiest and most animal. That's the resolution of dichotomies. So, I love Maslow. That wraps up the 19 characteristics of Maslow's self-actualizing individual. And uh, with that, I think a quote from Maslow describing his own attitude toward his own entry into understanding human potential and his own research that he did over his brilliant lifetime. I think that his thoughts on that is the ideal perspective with which to guide our lives. Maslow stated, It seems that the necessary thing to do is not to fear mistakes, but to plunge in, to do the best that one can, hoping to learn enough from blunders to correct them eventually. So I say, 
may we all have the courage to just simply plunge in. I'll join you, or join me rather, the water's warm. Um, I hope you enjoyed, and as always, it's an absolute pleasure to share it with you. And uh, you can get in touch with me at any time at Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at thinkarete.com. That's T-H-I-N-K-A-R-E-T-E.com. Hope you check us out over at zods.com as well, Z-A-A-D-Z.com. We're building a community of people passionate about these same things. Um, lots of self-actualizing going on over there. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Think Arte and have a great day. We hope you enjoyed listening to this edition of the Zod's Notes. To hear other titles written or narrated by Brian Johnson, please visit learnoutloud.com slash Brian Johnson. For more educational and self-development audiobooks, courses, and podcasts, please visit www.learnoutloud.com. For more inspiration and to join a growing community of seekers and enlightened entrepreneurs, check out Zods.com. That's Z-A-A-D-Z dot com. Thank you for listening.